Good morning, church. Some of you know me, but to those who don't, my name's Ben. I've been coming to Freedom Church for about three years. So, as it turns out, I'm the last remote speaker before we all meet back next Sunday. So I'd just like to take a minute and, and thank Pastor Sim and all the team for all the ways you've constantly adapted in the last two years so we can still be provided with Sunday service. It's been truly amazing. Um, I'd also really like to thank all the guys at Freedom Matters. I was on the website the other day and um, I was really amazed by the amount of free services we offer the community now. Um, things like obviously the food bank, debt help, job club, life skills, and now community coaching. It's, it's, it's really amazing, and um, just thank you for all you guys do. And lastly, uh, total respect to, to anyone who stands up here and preaches. Um, yeah, it's, you look at me, it can look way easier than it, than it is. And uh, especially in this series, I've really enjoyed all your sermons and your personal stories in them. And uh, it's really inspired me for my talk today. So I'm going to be talking from Matthew 5.8 um, from the Message Bible. Uh, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. I also really love the Amplified version too, which is blessed, anticipating God's presence, spiritually mature, are the pure in heart. Those with integrity, godly character and moral, moral courage, for they will see God. Or quite simply, the NIV, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So I came to faith four years ago. Um, before that, my inside world was a bit of a mess, to be honest. Um, I didn't grow up in church. Uh, I didn't grow up in a faith family, so I knew very little of God and Jesus. I didn't read the Bible. I, I certainly didn't go to church. Um, I was kind of, I had no real spiritual beliefs. Uh, I guess you could say I was just all about myself and not a lot else, really. Um, I started drinking from an early age. Uh, I thought it was what you had to do to be cool. Uh, followed the crowd. Um, and to have fun, and to be honest, a lot, for a lot of a long time, it was it was fun. It was I made some lifelong friends, and uh, I had some great times. Um, but after a few years, it became not fun. Um, it became quite dark. The drinking opened the door for um, many other temptations, um, which became bad habits, and and some of them borderline addictions. Um, which became things that I'd really battle with for, for a long time, for many, many years. Um, my wife would say I was reckless when she first met me. Um, and she's true, it's true. I was, I was stuck in a, an internal battle. I was very insecure, um, full of self-doubt, guilt, shame, um, and self-condemnation. I wanted to change. Um, I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing. Um, and like I said, meeting my wife did change me a bit. Uh, the mirror sent to me from God. And having children also changed me a bit. But after such a long time, I'd already built in these, these um, sort of toxic belief systems and habits um, that were really hard to break. Um, my relationships, my personal relationships suffered, um, and I was just, yeah, spent a lot of time just bitterly disappointed in myself and not really liking myself. Um, I didn't feel like I talked to anyone about it. I was just really embarrassed. Uh, I didn't think anyone could understand. Um, to hide how I felt internally, I put on a show to the, to the world. Uh, feel like trying to look and act a certain way, giving the illusion of success and confidence, when <clears throat> really on the inside I was, I was really struggling. Um, I became quite materialistic, I guess. I thought having stuff and the more I owned, the better I'd be or it would fill the void that I had inside me. And, and it would for a second, 
but then it would go in the closet or just be stored somewhere and I'd be looking for the next thing to try and fill that void. I suppose really you could say I was just faking it, uh, lost in darkness and not knowing who I was and really not liking what I'd become. So one day my, uh, my eldest daughter became ill. I know some of you heard this, so apologies for repeating it, but one day my eldest daughter became ill and um, she started fitting and was rushed to hospital um, where she had another fit. And then she had another one, and another one, and another one. Um, and there's nothing more heartbreaking than seeing your child suffering and being able to do absolutely nothing about it to take the pain away. Um, not even to be, like, the doctors and nurses were amazing when they were around the bed and working on her. There was talk of meningitis and epilepsy. Um, but, yeah, I had to stand back and just not even be able to hold her hand in that moment and seeing her in so much pain and suffering, which just, uh, just really crushed me. Um, so in the early hours of the morning, she was moved to the hospital, uh, sorry, to the children's ward, and um, I just remember her lying there and watching her peacefully sleep. It was, it was dark, apart from a few lights from the machines and stuff. Um, everyone else was asleep, and, yeah, I was feeling very numb and... Um, sort of in shock from what had happened, staring at her sleep and just terrified she was going to have another fit. Um, you know, I guess you could say I was at the end of my rope with it, uh, back to the beatitude one. And um, I started talking to God. I said, OK, God, if you're real, uh, I really need your help. I, I know I haven't lived the best life up till now, um, but if you heal my daughter, I promise I'll change. And I just really need your help. Please, can you heal my daughter? Um, Bella was discharged from hospital a few days later and haven't, hasn't fitted again since. And uh, I would absolutely love to stand here and tell you that's the moment I came to faith, everything was amazing, um, but unfortunately it wasn't. It wasn't in that moment. Um, in hindsight, though, it was my first answered prayer that I ever had and I didn't even realise it. So, yeah, amazing. Um, although I didn't come to faith in that moment, I do believe it was when, because I'd asked the question of God, I think it was when he really started working in my life. Um, not long after that, uh, a few months later, and not really surprisingly, the pretense of how I lived my life, like that battle between what I showed the world and, and what was how I felt inside, um, it, it caught up with me and I felt mentally full up, I had nowhere to go, and I had a massive panic attack. Um, I was advised by the GP to do a mindfulness course. I was like, really? I thought he would give me a pill or something. But um, it was the best thing that he ever did. Um, I started a mindfulness course. I started meditating. Um, and I, like I said, I'm sure it was God working behind the scenes in my life because it was exactly what I needed to start me on my spiritual path. I started reading spirituality books and uh, meditating daily. Um, and learning I'm not my thoughts was a total revelation to me. But although I was making progress, I still hadn't managed to break that toxic habit and toxic lifestyle um, that I built in for many years. And it was about October time, we went out for a few drinks. Um, and yeah, I had no off button once I'd started. I had no off button. And the next thing I know, it's four o'clock in the morning and my wife's phoning me, where are you, what are you doing, who are you with? Um, which snapped me out of it and, and made me come home. Quite rightly, uh, very angry with me and not, not too best pleased with me. She went out the next day with my eldest and left me with my youngest. Um, I just remember being sort of barely able to function and lying on the sofa and looking down and seeing 
the purity and innocence of my daughter, we sort of locked eyes. And uh, that a moment kind of broke me, but at the same time saved me. Um, I was being sort of beating myself up again, self-condemnation. Like, what was I doing? You know, I've got beautiful kids, wife, great job. Um, but I just felt like I was throwing it all away. I was just wasting it. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've been doing this for 26 years. Why couldn't I just stop? Um, but from, you know, it was a dark time, but from somewhere really deep inside me, that day something shifted and I hardly drank a drop of alcohol after that. And a few months later in January, I, I gave up drinking completely, um, which was really a real changer, a game changer. Um, I continued to read and meditate. Uh, I signed up some life coaching to try and figure out who I was and why I acted the way I did. Um, and my life coach was amazing. Like I say, I think God was working at it again because she was also a Christian. Um, she didn't try and push me into anything. She didn't try and force me into anything. But I think in something in my head, I was intrigued. Um, and after a few months, I, I said to her, so are you a Christian or, or something? And she said, yeah, is that something you're interested in? And um, it was that moment, everything changed. Like we finished the session and uh, yeah, I came into faith in my car on the way home from work. Um, it was the most unexplainable spiritual moment of my life. But in that moment, my life changed. Um, in that moment, I had an encounter with Jesus. Um, I just remember it being a real crazy time. Like I couldn't read the same books. I couldn't uh, listen to the same music. And yeah, just everything changed. The things that I used to do, they didn't feel right anymore. Uh, so I changed and um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy time. Um, everything I've told you about who I was before I came to faith, that's all true. Um, and that's who I was. <clears throat> But then the truth walked into my life and he set me free. He showed me it's who I was, but it's not who I am. Before I was full of shame and embarrassment, I felt like I had nobody to talk to, uh, nobody to listen and no one who would understand. I couldn't help myself, I couldn't heal myself. And as you've heard, I certainly couldn't save myself. But I've got the word of God now, I've got the spirit of God now, and I've got Jesus now. And for what I was powerless to do by myself, Jesus did for me by what he did on the cross. And Galatians 2.20 says it perfectly. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. <clears throat> Jesus changes things. He's changed me and grace has changed me. And I read this brilliant quote recently by Ian Cron. And it says, all transformation begins with story transformation. It's so true. In that moment, Jesus saved me and he started rewriting my story. He put my heart and my mind right and I've been able to see him ever since. I see him in nature and creation. Um, you know, if you're driving down the straight mile and you get the shards of sunlight coming through the trees, I don't know why, but I really sense God there and I really see him in that. And um, also if on the road out to the Lusborough, there's um, some red kites or buzzards. Um, yeah, and I never saw them before, but now they fascinate me and I'm driving along and I'm like, wow kids look at the buzzers and they're like, dad, road. So yeah, but I, I just see God there and it, and it fascinates me. So um, obviously in reading and studying the Bible, um, which is why I love the Sermon on the Mount so much, it's just a, an amazing template for how we should live our lives. Um, I really believe whether you're a believer or non-believer that, yeah, if you just gave that to me 20 years ago, I would, I would have been like, yeah, this is where I want to aspire to. This is how I want to live. Um, and I just think if, if, if the world could live like those to that set of that template, it would be a better place for all of us. Um, but mostly, I believe the real transformation 
comes from spending uh, intimate time in solitude with God, like Jesus did. There's so many references through the Gospels telling us Jesus used to take himself off alone to be with God at all times of day and for all different reasons. Um, firstly, like after he was baptised, he spent 40 days in the desert, uh, in the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan. And straight after that, he began his public ministry. Or when working through grief, after he realised his, after he found out his cousin John the Baptist had died. He, spent, he went off alone to pray, uh, to recharge after a long day feeding the 5,000. He spent the whole night praying to God, the night before he chose his 12 disciples. I suppose the most notorious one is um, when he was just before he was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, when he was in great distress in the knowledge that he was about to face by going to, the, going to the cross. He was in distress, knowing he was about to go to the cross and what was about to happen to him. And lastly, to focus on prayer. Uh, he'd get up very early in the morning, while it was still dark, go off to a sol solitary place and pray. I really believe this is Jesus showing us how to keep our inside worlds right. He knew where his power came from. He knew where he drew his strength from. Um, and he knew where to go to when all facing all different situations in life. And I think surely in learning that Jesus did this as followers of him, it must be a practice that we should follow too then, shouldn't it? I really believe by setting aside all the distractions of the world, the news, work, emails, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, kids, life in general, and just consistently settling into stillness, connecting to our breath, and sitting in silence listening for God is absolutely vital in keeping our minds and hearts right. Just a quick cool fact about silent and listen, um, they're anagrams of each other. So yeah, they're literally spelt with the same letters. Uh, that blew my mind. Think about that for a second. Silent and listen are anagrams of each other. I appreciate what I'm saying about spending time in solitude with God might sound obvious or simple. Um, some of you may already have this time set aside with God, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, and I'd be really interested to hear about it, what difference you think it makes to your life, but also what difference you think, how different you think your life would look like if you didn't have that time. Um, if you didn't have that practice, because I, I really think it's in that time of reflection where he guides us into our calling, um, where he shows us so much insight into who we are um, and who we, he created us to be. And by turning our lens inwards with God, he'll show us, he'll show us the truth and he'll show us answers to the questions and challenges that life throws at us. I think it's where we learn to die to ourself, or I've learned to die to myself and the fleshy desires of the world and really connect to the Holy Spirit working in us. Um, I also think by inviting God into every area of our lives and being truly honest with him and ourselves, we'll receive revelation after revelation, just thousands of um, little wow moments about yourself where he'll heal us, um, he'll guide us and he'll direct us, he comforts us, uh, he forgives us, he challenges us and, and he teaches us. I think it's where, where we learn to obey him, uh, walk step by step with him, and it's really where we develop an inner confidence that can't be shaken. Um, we build a steadfast faith in him, one that's built on the rocks and a, a real deep-rooted faith with him in this time. I think it's, it's also where we can run to when we're on the mountain or in the valley, when, when things are going well or they're not going well, um, when we're feeling weary and heavily burdened and we'll be given rest there or 
when the storms of life are raging, when we can talk to Jesus and, and inwardly look for direction where he tells us not to worry about tomorrow, to trust in God's process in times of weakness, to wait on him and he'll renew our strength. I think without this time in the last few years with COVID, <clears throat> I, I don't know where I'd be now. I'd be totally lost. I think when the churches were closing down, the world was closing down, businesses, everything was closing down. God didn't, God stayed open. Um, and I think, although, you know, we're accountable for our faith and we're responsible for our faith. And although COVID took so many things away from so many of us, it can't take away our faith. It didn't take away my faith. In fact, I sort of ran to God and my faith really was all I had in that time because where it was so uncertain, I was always certain in God and I always trusted in him and his process. And it was that time that really gave me the foundation to go out and actually be a bit more positive to others because I'd had that time with God. Um, so it's kind of been the most incredible four years of my life, which I know is a bold statement with everything we've been through, but really digging into my faith through that time, it's just, yeah, I've grown a lot and it, God never ceases to amaze me. So I, by sharing all this with you, I'm not saying I have it all together, that I think I'm perfect. I, I, I really don't. Uh, I, still face the, like, I still face the storms life throws at me, um, the battles between spirit and flesh, I still fail, I still doubt and question, but I know what I was before I saw God, and I know, I know I don't deserve what he's done for me, but I've learned by developing a consistent practice where we spend time in solitude with God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, it grounds us in truth. It's where our minds are renewed and our hearts made pure, so we're able to go out each day with the intention to be the best version of ourselves we can be, to walk out God's will for our lives and not our own, so we can fulfill our full potential and go out into the world being the light that Jesus, or light on a hilltop that Jesus tells us to be. Finally, I believe if we sit in this silence long enough, we'll receive peace. The peace John tells us of in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Thank you for listening to me today. I just wanna to thank Sim for giving me the opportunity to speak today, for pastoring me and for believing in me. He's never not picked up the phone or answered a message and he's always been there for me and I just really appreciate that. So thank you, Pastor Sim. Um, also to Jo Ibbert, uh, she's an amazing life coach. I started coaching with her about a year ago and again, she hasn't tried to change me or correct me, but just by what Jo calls co-thinking together, really helped me channel and grow into the measure of faith I've been blessed with. Um, I mentioned earlier that the Freedom Matters offers a free coaching program and I'd really encourage you to reach out to Joe if you're struggling or if you feel stagnant in your faith or even if you feel like you're so full up and you don't need any help and you're on top of it and everything's amazing. I would challenge that. I think there's always room to grow. There's always room to grow. There's, I don't think we ever fully get there um, and you might be surprised at what you find. I've said everything I can say to you today on my view on how important I think spending solitude and time, and time alone in solitude with God is. So I'm going to leave you with what Jesus teaches about it in Matthew 6 from the Message Bible. And when you come before God, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet and secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you'll begin to sense his grace. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God 
and you will begin to sense his grace. Thank you, church. God bless. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.